Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. Hello and welcome to Star Wars Counseling on the Force Center podcast feed, the show that believes absolutely every part of Star Wars is great. 
from a certain point of view. I am your host. My name is Joseph Scrimshaw. With me is not my normal special guest, not a small sip of whiskey, because I am once again recording early in the morning. But special guest, little sip of whiskey, is here in my heart, or my liver, or wherever whiskey lives. I don't know how organs work. Anyway. If you're listening for the first time, here's how it goes. I get a grievance from a fan, something that upsets them in Star Wars, something that they wonder about, are distracted about, annoyed about, and then I take a deep look at that and try to make this person and other fans feel better about that grievance. Today, I've got one large, juicy grievance, and it comes to us from Adam Siri. My apologies if I said your name incorrectly, uh, Adam Siri or Adam Siari. I guess if it's Siri, that would be uh, frustrating because then you would constantly be turning on your Apple devices accidentally. Anyway, uh, here's the spelling and the Twitter handle, at A-D-A-M-S-E-E-A-R-Y. Adam has sent in uh, grievances and questions before, so thank you so much, Adam. Here is what Adam has to say. Hey, Joseph. I have just finished watching the Clone Wars series for the first time. Wow, it takes my already healthy prequel love to a new level. When Qui-Gon contacts Yoda late in Series 6, it got me wondering why doesn't he contact Anakin when he starts going off the rails? Maybe, if he had the opportunity to talk to his old master, Anakin wouldn't have turned to the dark side. Where was Qui-Gon during Episode 3? Adam, that is a great question, a very fun grievance. I love thinking about Force Ghosts. I should probably add, if you have not watched The Clone Wars, we are going to Spoiler Town, Spoiler City, Spoiler Planet, a whole spoiler galaxy. This uh, is a large discussion of the very last arc in The Clone Wars, at least until that new season comes out, in which Yoda does learn from Qui-Gon and some Force priestesses all about the power of to become immortal, to retain one's own existence, one's own identity within the Force after the physical death of your body. Fun topic, right? Let's jump in. First off, I think the idea is that Qui-Gon has figured out how to be a Force ghost only kind of. He doesn't exactly have it down. He is the pioneer who discovered this technique or who was picked for this technique as he suggests in that Clone Wars arc. He even says in that Clone Wars arc that he can't appear in person to Yoda because his training is incomplete. So Qui-Gon doesn't quite have it down yet. He's not as powerful or as successful at navigating being one with the Force as he might want to be. He's just a voice for a while, but eventually we learn that he can take physical form. This happens in the book From a Certain Point of View. It is in Claudia Gray's story that is titled Master and Apprentice. It's a very fun, interesting story, so I suggest checking that out. So first off, we just have the possibility that Qui-Gon can't really get in touch with Anakin not in a substantive way, because he doesn't have the skill as a Force ghost yet. That said, it does seem like Qui-Gon tries to reach Anakin. When Anakin slaughters the Tusken Raiders in Attack the Clones, Qui-Gon's spirit yells out, Anakin, no! Or maybe it's, no, Anakin! I can't remember which order, and I apologize, I didn't look it up. Anyway, Anakin doesn't appear to hear this, or doesn't listen to it, because he just goes on slaughtering the Tusken Raiders. The men, the women, the children. We know. But Yoda 
does hear Qui-Gon call out Anakin no. One could even imagine it is Qui-Gon allowing Yoda to feel Skywalker's pain in that scene. Yoda is meditating. He becomes aware that Skywalker is in great pain. And maybe it is even Qui-Gon's spirit connecting Yoda and Anakin, trying to stop this, trying to have an impact, trying to do exactly what Adam is suggesting in his grievance. Why isn't Qui-Gon reaching out to the Chosen One and trying to make a difference? Well, maybe he tried, and this is the best that he could do. Now, we do have another example of Qui-Gon Jinn trying to reach out to our heroes before the events of Revenge of the Sith. Jinn appears to Kenobi and Anakin on Mortis in that great Mortis arc of the Clone Wars, and he claims that he is able to appear to them fully, not just his voice, but actually his body. He claims that this is possible because Mortis, being so rich in the Force, is acting as an amplifier. Now, after the actual events of the Mortis arc, Obi-Wan believes that it was just an illusion, that he and Anakin did not actually talk to Qui-Gon Jinn. But that could just be Obi-Wan interpreting it that way. Could be the Jedi being closed-minded. This is even hinted at and discussed in that final arc of the Clone Wars with Yoda and Qui-Gon. Yoda asks Anakin about this and says, didn't you and Obi-Wan talk to the spirit of Qui-Gon Jinn? And Anakin says, yes, but uh, from everything we know about the Force, it's not possible for anyone to retain their identity within the Force. So uh, Obi-Wan believes that it was just an illusion, trick of some kind. And Yoda seems now to question this because now he is hearing Qui-Gon's voice and Yoda questions that. So it's open for interpretation. It's open from different points of view. We can read that as fans of like, yes, Qui-Gon did actively appear to Obi-Wan and Anakin on Mortis, or we can believe that was just an illusion. But thankfully, there's a lot more to go on. We get some quality time with Qui-Gon where it is very clear that he is indeed Qui-Gon and not an illusion in this final arc in The Clone Wars. So Qui-Gon reaches out to Yoda. Perhaps he's reaching out to Yoda because his connection is strong. Perhaps because Yoda is stronger in the Force. Who knows? What we do know is in that final Clone Wars arc that we're talking about, Qui-Gon does some straight-up ghost business. He physically lifts Yoda and shakes his furniture. If Yoda had cabinets, Qui-Gon probably would have been repeatedly opening them and slamming them, all the classic ghost stuff. But even that is not enough to convince Yoda it's real. So Yoda goes to the Jedi, and they all meditate, trying to reach Qui-Gon, and they can't. None of them hear Qui-Gon. So the Jedi have a measured, responsible conclusion, which is, uh, Yoda, you've, uh, you've got some physical or mental health issues. That's how unbelievable to the Jedi it is that Qui-Gon could have retained his existence within the Force. There are, in my opinion... A couple of great things about this part of the story. First, it's a great example of the rigidity of the Jedi in this era. The rigidity of the Jedi would be a great title for a book. They are so set in their ways, they would rather believe Yoda needs to be hospitalized 
than that it is possible that Qui-Gon retained his identity within the Force. Yoda can't even follow up on the lead without turning to Anakin to help bust him out of Jedi sickbay. This creates some really cool threads. There's this great thread that Qui-Gon was willing to bend the Jedi code when he needed. He was willing to break the code to train Anakin in the first place. Anakin plays fast and loose with Jedi rules, and in order for Yoda to discover this great truth about the Force and immortality, he has to ask Anakin to help him break the rules. It's an elegant weaving together of this theme that I think George Lucas was particularly interested in, and I think continues in the sequel trilogies, that yes, rules are great, structure is needed, but you must be creative within that, and that sometimes the rigidity of a structure, of an organization, will not succeed. But the creative exploration of an individual or a few individuals will sometimes be beneficial to all. Anyway, I think all of this storytelling supports the idea that Yoda is the one that Qui-Gon can or wants to reach out to. This whole journey that Yoda goes on illustrates that Qui-Gon can't just reach any old Jedi. It's not like he can just pop into Kayati Mundi's living quarters and say, hey, watch out for the clone troopers, they're going to shoot you. You know, Qui-Gon Jinn can't just use the Force to yank Opo Rancis's tail. And why should he? He's a Force spirit, not a Force jerk. So what I'm saying is that one bit of counseling is that Qui-Gon possibly couldn't reach Anakin. Either he didn't have the ability or mastery to do so, or Anakin couldn't get the message. Maybe Anakin isn't powerful enough, or you could even imagine Anakin's anger might block the signal. Maybe some, or all of the above. Yet another way to look at it is Qui-Gon totally could reach Anakin, but didn't think it was the right thing to do. In that Clone Wars arc, Qui-Gon is preparing Yoda to learn the power of immortality because of his important role in training Luke. Qui-Gon implies that Luke is essential in fulfilling the prophecy of the Chosen One, in fulfilling Anakin's prophecy. Qui-Gon goes on to introduce Yoda to the Force Priestesses. That's just a fun sentence to say, isn't it? Qui-Gon introduces Yoda to the Force Priestesses. It's a hell of a logline for a rom-com. Anyway, it appears that like Qui-Gon, the Force Priestesses are beings who have died but retained their existence within the Force. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. 
That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Now, in another story in the novel, From a Certain Point of View, we get an interesting take on Force Ghosts. Kevin Scott's story about Obi-Wan Kenobi, which is called Time of Death, shows Obi-Wan jumping around in time. Both the Qui-Gon story and the Obi-Wan story suggest that Force Ghosts can see all of time, all of the twists and turns of fate, all of the possible outcomes. This idea is also poked at a bit in that Clone Wars arc when Yoda asks Qui-Gon direct questions about the future, which, by the way, is really cathartic. When Yoda is confronted by Force Ghost, the rather voice of Force Ghost Qui-Gon, he's just like, I need to know some stuff right now and asks some nice direct questions. Among these, uh, Qui-Gon's not super direct. He says he exists beyond the past and the future. He can only lead Yoda to answers, not tell them to him. So on a very practical storytelling level, we learn that Force Ghosts can't give spoilers, which is nice. But we also learn this fun, floaty idea that Force Ghosts are aware of the past and the future, but they're not seeing time in such a specific way linear way. So going off all of that, we can imagine that upon his death on Naboo, upon becoming one with the Force, Qui-Gon saw so much of time and realized, holy crap, 
I was totally right about Anakin Skywalker being the chosen one who will destroy the Sith. But, yeah, slight twist. First, he has to become a Sith, help slaughter the Jedi, do untold damage to the galaxy for a couple decades, but then he will meet his son, Luke, and through his love of his son, he will make the selfless act of destroying both Palpatine and Vader himself, and in this process, Anakin will fulfill the prophecy of the Chosen One. Qui-Gon says all of that to himself right after he dies. It's very confusing for him, I'm sure. Now, to me, this is a cool idea, and it explains why Qui-Gon would appear to Yoda, why Qui-Gon would guide both Yoda and Obi-Wan to learn the power of immortality so they could help guide Luke. Problem solved, right? But wait! Wait, I hear you say. If Force ghosts know all of fate and know what is going to happen, then why would they ever bother intervening at all? Why would Qui-Gon yell, Anakin, no, in Attack of the Clones? Why would Obi-Wan tell Luke to go to Dagobah? Why would Yoda appear to Luke on Octu? Why would Yoda destroy the Jedi Library Unedi tree? What's the point if fate is just going to play out the way that Force ghosts know it is going to? Are we to imagine that these things are going to happen anyway, and Force ghosts are basically just like audience members who yell at the screen during a movie. Like when a person walks into a house in a horror movie and there's a knife-wielding psycho in there and the audience yells, don't go in there, don't go in there. Are they screaming at something they can't change? For Qui-Gon, I imagine watching Revenge of the Sith is a horror movie and he's just screaming, Anakin, don't do that. Don't cut off Mace's hand. Don't choke Padme. Hey, believe Obi-Wan when he says he has the high ground. It's fun to think about, but I believe that, yes, Force Ghosts can and do affect history, even though they're aware of all of the ways it plays out. When Obi-Wan Kenobi tells Darth Vader, if you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine, I believe he means, hey, I'm going to retain my identity within the Force. Even after I'm gone, I can influence the galaxy. And he very quickly does. I believe if Obi-Wan had not survived to whisper from beyond the veil to Luke Skywalker that he should trust his feelings and use the Force, I don't think Luke would have made that shot that destroyed the Death Star. I think that is the power of Obi-Wan surviving within the Force. The power that it would be so unbelievable to Darth Vader after he, Obi-Wan, was struck down. I believe Force Ghost Yoda truly made a difference in Luke's thinking in The Last Jedi. Yes, Rey had encouraged Luke to do the right thing and get involved, but Yoda gave him that final push. Yoda gave Luke permission to move on from his failures and learn from them. And in turn, he helped save the entire Resistance. Well, not the entire Resistance, but enough to have a party on the Falcon and survive to live to fight another day. So it appears... Force ghosts both know everything that is going to happen and can actively intervene to make things happen. And in support of this, we've even got that great line of dialogue from Obi-Wan in Empire Strikes Back telling Luke that if he chooses to face Vader, he will do so alone. I cannot interfere. Again, is this really a can't or is it a won't? Is there something about that moment that Obi-Wan can't affect? Or is there something about that moment that Obi-Wan doesn't 
want to affect. There is, to me, within all of this, some delicious, delicious ambiguity. How powerful are Force ghosts? Can they simply whisper in the ear of any Force-sensitive person they want? We see Yoda summon lightning and physically whack Luke with his spectral cane, but is that because the power of Octu amplifies Yoda? Is it because Luke himself is so powerful in the Force? Is it because destiny has bound these two powerful Force users together so strongly? I think it's okay to not have full answers to some of these questions. I like Force Ghosts being a little mysterious. I do not need or want, personally, a cross-section book that cuts the ghosts apart and details exactly how many midi-chlorian points they need to do specific things. Now, all that juicy, mysterious Force Ghost ambiguity aside, we still do have this specific contradiction. Do Force Ghosts observe destiny, or do they influence it? And I have some headcanon for that. Did Obi-Wan see that, yes, of course, Luke is going to blow up the Death Star, but only if I whisper to him, this is a pre-scripted event, and now I say my lines like an actor on a stage? Or is it that Obi-Wan could see two paths diverging? One in which Luke uses his targeting computer and totally misses the shot, and one in which Luke uses the Force and destroys the Death Star. Does Obi-Wan, as an entity within the Force, make that powerful of a decision? My headcanon for this is, it's both. I turn to some of the elegant ways that Doctor Who has talked about time travel over the years, that it isn't one set thing, that there are some points in time that can and do fluctuate all the time. They change daily. That's weird to say when you're talking about time travel that something happens daily. The point is, maybe there are plenty of points in time that just fluctuate, that you can have an impact on them, but maybe it's not a huge impact. And then there are points that can't be manipulated, or they will unravel the very fabric of time and space and destroy the universe. And maybe there are still more points in time where you can try to change an event, but fate has decreed that it will happen that way. You can try to change it, but it will just reset. And maybe there are even more points Points like that Death Star whispering moment that are forks in the road and that there's always ways to change certain outcomes if you're at a fork in the road moment of time or fate or destiny. In that Clone Wars arc, Qui-Gon even says something to Yoda about multiple outcomes. So personally, I like this very mystical idea, and it's uh, illustrated in those two stories in from a certain point of view, that Force Ghosts do exist on this different plane of reality. They're not just watching one story unfold in linear time. They exist at all points, always. They are watching every movie ever made, always. They're seeing them overlap and rhyme and fight. They're seeing not just the big players of Destiny like Anakin and Luke. They're watching Chirrut Emway flip that one switch on Scarif. And yet somehow... Within that flowing awareness of all times, they have this massive power, this massive choice on moments to intervene, to interfere, perhaps just by whispering in the ear of someone able to hear them, perhaps like Yoda, going so far as to take physical action, summoning lightning from the very sky. Now, are they obeying at those moments what they believe to be the will of the Force, or in those moments? Are they taking on the responsibility 
of being the will of the Force. Have I mentioned I like to talk about Force ghosts? Anyway, with all that said, here's my actual response to Adam's grievance. Why the hell did Qui-Gon not reach out to Anakin in Revenge of the Sith? Why did he just sit back and let the horror unfold? My interpretation is that Qui-Gon watched all these swirling moments of time and fate and realized that Anakin's path was his own. And the only way Qui-Gon could or should influence it is in the moment he did. Appearing to Yoda near the end of the Clone Wars, guiding him, ensuring that Yoda and Obi-Wan in turn would learn the power of immortality, that they would play the roles they needed to in Luke Skywalker's life so Anakin could ultimately fulfill his destiny as the Chosen One. Now, there's still lots of fun debate to be had. Is this just what Qui-Gon believed, or is it true? If Qui-Gon had appeared to Anakin in Revenge of the Sith, would it have made any difference? Personally, I like to think no. Because as much as I love all of these ideas of fate and destiny and immovable moments in time, I think Star Wars is ultimately about personal responsibility. Everyone has a choice between the light and the dark all the time. We have it when we are fighting for freedom in a galaxy far, far away, and we have it when we're just in line at a grocery store and we can be a jerk or not. I think personal responsibility is one of the most important themes of Star Wars. Anakin could have fulfilled his destiny right there in Palpatine's office. He already destroyed Count Dooku. He could have said, excuse me, Mace, walk past him and just cut Palpatine's head off too. No more Sith. He could have stopped Mace from killing Palpatine and tried to arrest him like a Jedi should. But Anakin didn't choose any of those things. He chose to give in to his fear and his selfishness and pledge himself to Darth Sidious. Maybe Qui-Gon had the power to pop into Anakin's mind right there, and he could have said a million things. Anakin, you will lose Padme if you do this. You will plunge the galaxy into darkness. Obi-Wan is going to cut all your remaining organic limbs off, and your body will be encased in terrifying armor after you are burned by lava. Only your eyebrows will survive unscathed, Anakin. Also, did anyone mention Padme is going to have twins? That's cool, right? Don't do this, Anakin. Qui-Gon maybe could have done that. Maybe not. But personally, even if Qui-Gon could do that, even if Qui-Gon believed that was the right moment to whisper in Anakin's ear, I don't think Anakin would have listened. I think this was a moment in time, a moment in the Force, where no one can affect your destiny. Only you can choose it. I think Qui-Gon believed the only person who could ultimately fulfill the prophecy of the Chosen One was the Chosen One and only when he was ready. So Qui-Gon, with all of the mists of time, all of the possible outcomes of fate dancing in front of his spectral existence as a part of the Force, knew that the only action he could take, the only action he wanted to take, was the action that he did take, to reach out to Yoda and set him on the path toward immortality. So that's my counseling, Adam. Force ghosts are twisty, mysterious, convoluted souls who sometimes observe history, who sometimes alter history, but that ultimately 
Qui-Gon Jinn believed this was one moment he could or should not change. But there was another way. There was another hope. A chain of hope leading through Qui-Gon and Yoda and Obi-Wan to Luke and all the way back to Anakin. My final thought is this. If Qui-Gon could appear to Anakin, I hope that he would have had the guts to say, By the way, Anakin, since we're talking, I totally should have found a way to free your mother. It's my bad, Anakin. My bad. I hope that helps, Adam, and thanks for giving me a reason to think and talk about Force Ghosts for such a super long time. As always, if you have grievances or deep dive questions, do let me know. Send those questions, those grievances into us on Twitter or Facebook. Please do use the hashtag Star Wars Counseling. That's counseling spelled with an S when you use the hashtag. It is much easier for me to find those grievances. And speaking of finding things, you can find me on all the social medias at Joseph Scrimshaw. You can check out my other podcast, Obsessed. That's all on my website at josephscrimshaw.com. You can like for Central on Facebook and follow us on Twitter is at Force Center Pod and buy our merch at tpublic.com slash user slash Force Center. You can support our Patreon by visiting patreon.com slash Force Center. And until next time, as Han Solo once said in a moment of brutal honesty, I don't know how we're going to get out of this one. That's it for Star Wars Counseling. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.